Welcome to Plan K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing the bonus episode of Touch Your Heart. Yay! We're here, we're finished, and we're ready to talk about our opinions about your opinions. <laughs> and we have a cold. I have a cold. Raquel's fine. So we can <laughs> let her do most of the talking. And if I don't laugh at her jokes, just know that my microphone is muted because I'm blowing my nose or doing something gross or because i've told a not funny joke which is also <laughs> it's <prone>. never that <laughs> we know it's not that uh, right. do you... i'm gonna just read reviews and raquel's gonna make the jokes <laughs> so get ready uh-oh this could go so badly <laughs> i know i said that i'd be willing to take this on like two seconds ago before we hit record but all of a sudden the pressure the pressure is on <laughs> I'm stoked. It's going to be so good. Here we go. Let's start with the longest review that I got. It's a it's a doozy. That's a long review. It is. It's a blog post, <laughs> so it's a lot longer. This is snippets that I took from different sections. So if it doesn't make sense, it's because of me, not because of this nice blogger. It's from the K-Drama Kisses blog, who gave it 7.5 out of 10 stars, which feels low to me. <laughs> Right that off does. the bat. It does feel pretty low. I guess it depends on what the review says. Let's jump in. On the surface, this couple might seem pretty typical, but they are actually quite mature. Once they got to where they were actually a couple, they usually communicated fairly well. Most misunderstandings were cleared up in good time, mostly thanks to Jung Rock's straightforwardness and Yoon So's wearing her emotions on her sleeve. Of course, I liked both our main characters from the get-go, but I also loved all of the other lawyers at the firm. This was one quirky bunch of people. They were all a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed seeing the various relationships play out. My favorite was definitely that of Lawyer Choi and Lawyer Dan. Lawyer Dan was constantly falling in love, but unable to win over the guys, while Lawyer Choi was a narcissistic mama's boy. They were both hilarious as individuals, but watching them go head-to-head was especially fun. Then the added bonus of seeing the romance blossom was too cute. Now probably the dullest part of this drama came in the form of our prosecutors, including Jung Rock's close friend and roommate Kim Se-won and Yu Yo Ram, who he used to have feelings for. They weren't particularly interesting characters, and their storyline was pretty boring. It didn't help that they didn't get much screen time to really develop things, although since I wasn't into them at all, I was mostly glad that they weren't focused on too much. Touch Your Heart is basic in its formula, but it did what most what a romantic comedy needs to do most by completely selling our main couple. Lee Dung-wook and Yuna's fantastic chemistry coupled with an adorable relationship journey made the drama quite enjoyable. Then add in a little bit of angst and a dash of thrills and everything balanced out well. <laughs> K-drama kisses, 7.5 out of 10. Minus 2.5 stars for the for Kim Se-wong and Yu Yo-rum. Oh, that, that's brutal. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. I, It's strange because I kind of see their point that it wasn't the most thrilling storyline. Yeah. But I still saw a lot of value in their characters. Like, Kim Se-wong saved the main couple's relationship a couple times. A couple times. And in a really good way that helped Lawyer Kwan 
develop as a character. So I definitely saw value in his character. I also think that at the very least, Yoram was good for confronting the whole her jealousy issue, which there was an entire episode about jealousy issues in their relationship. (laughs) So I don't know. It does make it tricky because other times, I guess she was important for that first trial. But other than Yeah, it's hard. Yoram is hard. Uh, Looking back on it, Mm -hmm. she might have mostly been just a catalyst for Oyunso's jealousy problems yeah some some drama which is not what you want from a leading lady but she also felt like a real person and i liked that a lot she felt like the realest person in this entire k-drama who had work struggles and who had friend struggles because of work struggles and i just felt real yeah like you said she felt like a real person and I I don't know, though. I guess I'm trying to imagine what the drama would look like without her in it. And it would be the same, kind of. It would be the same. I think the one thing that they could have really added more to for me is the the past drama between Kim Se-won's family and Yu Yo-rum's family, where they they talked about it a couple times vaguely, but they never explained it enough for me to feel satisfied. Yeah, I feel like that is a place they could have added some actual drama as well. This show was really fluffy. It was a lot of fluff, and I'm okay with that. I thought yeah. it was well done. It left me feeling good. It was really lighthearted. I've never seen a show with so little plot that I still <laughs> enjoyed. Yeah. But it did, it's one of those things where they they could have added lasting drama using that relationship. And I think they tried, but they just didn't focus on it very much. They didn't take time to explain the actual drama. They could have tossed in a couple of flashback scenes or something. But instead it was all just them quickly describing it in a couple of sentences. Oh yes, we broke up because I was the prosecutor on her father's case and I also am rich and my family didn't like her so yeah it was very weird like no tell us what happened yeah or like show us what happened don't tell us yeah or show us a real resolution I guess maybe I'm just too much of a family man (laughs) but I I would have been interested in a confrontation between Kim Se-won, maybe also Yu Yoram, and Kim Se-won's family, specifically his dad. Because I want them, I want Kim Se-won to be able to make up with his father and say, these are the problems, we're hashing them out, we're moving forward, I want to be your son again, but Yu Yoram's going to be part of my life. Rather than just being like, no, I'll never see my parents again because I love you. And you're like, that's not romance I don't know that's not the romance that I want right and it yeah it almost felt fabricated because we didn't really see much development of it we were told they had feelings for each other and then they wrapped it up they were like oh yes we do we do still have feelings for each other okay cool me too and he's gonna give up his family to be with her and that's all that he had to do it's like, no, that's not all that he had to do. That's a pretty big deal. You could discuss that a little bit. Yeah, and and deal with drama, actually. This show, I will say, I, don't, I didn't come here today to roast it. 
and no. its lack of plot. I really didn't. I really enjoyed this show. They did not really even try with the drama part of this K-drama. <laughs> it was just beautiful Korean people being good. Being beautiful, being happy. Yeah, they never fully committed to any plot. They wrapped it up when they felt like they'd rather just move on to the next thing. I feel like they could have had half of the amount of dramas and had more in-depth drama for this K-drama. Mm, that's fair. Focus on half the amount of cases you did, or... There's a lot of cases, there's a lot of relationships, there's a lot of fluff scenes and locations to be at. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of depth, mm -hmm. and that's okay. I'll just stare at their beautiful faces and be happy. Maybe yeah. that's why I liked Kim Se-won and Yu Yo Rum so much. So I'm, I'm fine just staring at them all day, every day. All day, every day. They don't have to do anything. Just sit there. Yeah, literally just all you have to do is exist, and I'm happy that you're here. So keep them on board. Yeah. Uh, I was going to read my 10 out of 10. Oh, wait, but first I want to want to talk more about I almost forgot that we literally talked about one paragraph of that review you just of four it's, yeah it's fine oh yeah there were two paragraphs that really were interesting uh is the other one that you wanted to talk about lawyer lawyer chan yeah lawyer chan I want to get into that lawyer chan discussion uh let's see describe the characters they were both hilarious as individual characters but watching them go head to head was especially fun that is fun. I'm always here for that. I agree. I loved the first half of their relationship in this drama, which is to say before they were in a relationship. I love a good, like, head-butting character ship. Yes. Sort of. I, like, I... I'm still in the camp where I would have been perfectly happy if they had not had a romantic relationship. Yeah. Sorry, I guess that's what I meant. Their oh. office relationship, their working relationship was really interesting, and I liked it. I thought you meant you shipped them. <laughs> that makes sense based on the words I said. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I will always hail the subway scene as one of the funniest K-drama moments I've ever seen. Oh, so good. It was spectacular. <laughs> and if we could have just stopped there and had more of those, that would have been best. Right? And they had a moment that was supposed to be her getting Herb's back, I believe. It was when he was on the phone with his mom or something, and yeah. she saw it happen. And it wasn't quite the same, but if they'd had more moments of them just catching each other at their worst. I just love it. I'm here for it. And then roasting each other in the office is always a great time. Roasting each other without selling each other's secrets. Right. Being like, we've got this relationship going where we know a lot of things about each other that would be very embarrassing if they ever came to light. So we're, we're on the same page. We will never break this trust. Because we can't. It's too delicate. It's the deepest trust. That's how I've kept Emily's husband as my friend for so long. You have all the secrets on him? But all the he trash? Also, he also knows all of my trash, too. <laughs> can't get rid of that trash. No. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually, Jason has very little trash. He could throw my trash yeah, out I, any day. I feel like you don't have any trash either. <laughs> the, those childhood memories. You should have seen me and Jason in our emo days, though. Ooh. That's where all of the trash comes from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish there were camera phones back then. 
Yeah, rest in peace memories. We never took pictures, but we should have. <laughs> and I'm sorry to Gen Z for having to take pictures of all these stages. Oh, right. I think we're lucky. We got away lucky not having every moment of our most awkward phases documented, because now it's like you take one bad picture and you end up a meme. Yep. We got our cell phones right at the end. Right at the end of high school. The perfect time when you need it. Yep, when it's most necessary. <laughs> I think I got my first cell phone in eighth grade, so that was a poor timeline. But it wasn't like the phones today. Yeah, I, my mom made me wait until I was a freshman in high school. That's almost the same. Yeah, I had a I had one of those phones with a full keyboard, and then I, <gasps> I did too. Yes, they were so good. You could use proper grammar and <laughs> and everything. Raquel loves her proper grammar, her punctuation. I love it. Love it. You slide the you slide the uh, the, the 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 front the screen. That's what it's called. Up from the keyboard. Yes. Makes that click, that satisfying click noise. Oh my god, when it clicks into place. Uh, the memories. The memories. I put Pokemon stickers all over mine. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was how you customized phones back before they were delicate and fragile, and you <laughs> yeah. had to have a case for them. That when you could throw your phone at the wall and you'd have still you still have a phone tomorrow. But have you ever seen a K-drama where they have a phone case? It's insane. They never have them. They never have them, or I have seen a K-drama where one of the characters had, I don't even remember what K-drama it was, it was the largest phone case I've ever seen, though. It had <laughs> every different kind of decoration, then there was, like, a charm on it that was just <laughs> cute, it was a bunny or something, and it just, it made it into a block all its own. Wow. Other than that, though, I guess K-drama characters are just infallible and never drop their phones, because... I can't blame them, it's a good move yeah. to not drop your phone or put it somewhere precarious where it will fall. If only but I have a, <laughs> I have like a military-style case for my new phone. <laughs> It's supposed to be able to drop from 12 feet. <laughs> I've only dropped it once so far. And did it, it work? did not crack at all. Remember when we used to go for runs and I would drop my phone while running on the pavement? My phone has so many cracks. My old phone <laughs> that Jason now uses is so messed up from us running. Why did we ever <laughs> think we could run? We're not coordinated enough. To hold a phone and run at the same time. It's hard to pay attention to all of your limbs plus the <laughs> thing inside of your hand at the same time. We couldn't. It was impossible. It was impossible. Yikes. Yeah. Um, did you want to do anything else on this review? Um, I just liked how they they wrapped it up about how they completely sold the main couple because they did. Yeah, I they did. I ship this couple so hard. I don't have, like I don't have room in my heart anymore for any other couples because now there's Emily and Jason, my two roommates are married and then this couple. So I just am getting to the point where I want them to be together in real life and it's real depressing. It is. Cuz I think that's dark. That's a dark place to turn to. I have that same problem though. It isn't it doesn't feel great. It feels a little bit creepy. For it sure. Does. Uh but it doesn't stop me from wanting. It doesn't stop the desire for them to be a real <laughs> couple. Oh uh, the darkness inside of us is real. I'll just 
apologize here on this podcast that they'll listen to, to you and I <laughs> and Lee Dongwook for thinking I have any say in your private life. I really know I don't. You guys should do what makes you most happy, but if you could just consider being together, that would be great. <laughs> oh, just think about it. Yeah, sometimes you just... I never read American celebrity tabloids, but I do find no. myself looking up articles about Korean people, and it it's weird to go from thinking that it's trashy to subscribe to stuff like that, and to... In America, I was a magazine vendor, it was my first job, and I'd roll my eyes. I'd just... I'd look at the magazines and think, God, why? Why do people eat this trash up? And then I started watching <laughs> K-dramas. And you get it now. I, I get it. I look up articles on all kinds of dumb websites that have some kind of claim on knowing what's going on in the private lives of these beautiful people. <laughs> That's fair. I usually only do it after we finish the K-drama. Just on the off chance that they got together at the end and one time they did, Descendants of the Sun really came together for me. It's tricky because I feel like it spoiled us because in the past I I actually wouldn't see if they ended up together. <laughs> and then as soon as we found out, out that the song songs ended up together, I do look for that now. We now. Do. And ever the rest of never the time gonna I happen just, again. Yeah. The rest of the time I just look up quizzes on Soompi. So. Yeah, Soompi quizzes are live. <laughs> oh, it's like a game. It is. I took a quiz the other day about who should be my famous Korean boyfriend. It wasn't Ooh. Lee Dong-wook, so... Oh, no. Yeah. It was a comedian I hadn't heard of before, but apparently he has a comedy show on Netflix, so I'll have to look it up. What? What's it called? I can't remember. What's his name? Do you remember that? No. Give me a minute. Uh, I'm, I'll do some research. Uh, well... Yeah, we'll pause this stupid podcast. <laughs> I need to know. Okay, give me one second. Find it. His name is Yu Byung Jae. He's not super cute, but he's apparently <laughs> really funny. Yu Byung Jae. I was thinking Lee Kwang Soo was who you're gonna say. He's pretty cute. He's like real tall as well, like a giraffe man. Lee Kwang Soo? Yep, Lee Kwang Soo. Okay, Yu Byung Jae. Yu Byung Jae is somewhere between 25 and 57 years old. <laughs> That's what it says on his Wikipedia. <laughs> he's 30 years old. Okay, Lee Kwang says 33, so he's a little older, but I think you can get it. Get out there. <laughs> I could. I like older guys. I think he's like 6 foot 2. I don't know, but maybe he just looks gigantic next to other people. Yeah, Yu Byung Jae is shorter than I am. What? Yeah, he's 5'4 and I'm 5'6. Wow! Lee Kwang Soo is... Do it in inches! 75 inches. Get that math, Raquel. Six foot three. Alright, you do one of your reviews. Okay. Alright, so my first review, I actually am gonna do my low star review one that I found so that we can end on a better note. I'll do my ten star review one last. So this one was... Kalina 2 on Vicky. Uh, she gave it a five-star rating, which is pretty low. She has her reasons. I will state them here. <laughs> Present your case. <laughs> I know this is supposed to be a comedy, but I just could not get into the ditzy secretary character. It was too much of an obvious trope. 
Like, a really bad one. To be honest, I expected both leads to come back in a more respect respectable drama. This one is not for me. They have good chemistry on screen, but the storyline is just the pits. Maybe I'll give a chance later, but for now, I'll I just can't stomach waiting for the lead character development. She's just too annoying. Okay, so there's some stuff I didn't agree with, obviously, in this, because she is love and life, and perfection. Uh, Yun Seo is, or oh, wow. Oh, Yun Seo. Oh, Yun Seo. Wow. Wow. Cool. Um, I thought was an awesome character personally. I expected her to be the ditzy secretary character and I'm wondering how far this person watched. It feels like she watched maybe 10 minutes in because I get that. I get that from, like, the first ten minutes of the first episode. She seems very ditzy and kind of unlikable. Yeah. And then halfway through that episode, she decides she's going to be the best damn secretary that Lawyer Kwan has ever had. And it is the best turnaround. We, I guess yeah. we don't have to talk about this again because I continually talk about it. But I will never get over the fact that they gave me everything I wanted so quickly. All I wanted was for her to show him in the best way possible, and she chose the best way possible. And she did. Becoming a great secretary was her revenge, and that's so clever and not as popular a trope as we would like. Right. It is not typical for them to say, my revenge is going to be competency. Yeah. And it totally was, and I just love a competent female lead. Love them forever. Give them, give me all of the competent female leads. I want them. <laughs> they got it here. But I get it, you know? I can see how some people might be like, she's kind of annoying. She's doing a little bit of a voice. She's very ditzy right off the bat with, like, the weird pill scene that they had. Yeah. But you gotta keep watching. You gotta give her a chance, because she comes she comes out in a really good way, I think. In a really good light. But, uh, yeah, so, eh, disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. It's interesting that she said I expected both the leads to come back in a more respectable drama. I and I think respectable is a fascinating word to use here. Yeah. I think also that is the detriment to having starred in something like Goblin, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you, yeah, your vision when someone says, I want a more respectable drama, is that she expected something more along the lines of Goblin or Huayugi. Right. Something groundbreaking. And this was just a completely different genre. This was lighthearted comedy. It was barely drama. Yeah. And Fluff. Yeah, and I just, I guess... I liked it, and I can understand how that would be disappointing if your expectation was a heavy drama, a heavy-hitting, really, I guess, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, I guess serious? A goblin drama? Respectable. A respectable drama. <laughs> it would be surreal to watch Goblin and then to watch this. That would We be. haven't watched Goblin in a year. Yeah. Whoa. So there's a lot of time in between watching that and watching this. I think if you had watched them back to back, it might be off-putting. Yeah, it would be hard. Though this might also be a good palate cleanser, because a K-drama yeah. has never made me cry harder than Goblin. And I didn't cry <laughs> at all during this. I did tear up once, but I didn't cry at all. Yeah, because you knew they were coming back for the fun. Yeah. They ended on the good, good feels. Yep, they left it light 
pretty much the whole time. The one thing I did agree with was that that they have really good on-screen chemistry. Coming back to that thing where I just want them to be a real couple because the chemistry <laughs> on-screen is so good. Oh, I feel it. It's real. I had I saw a couple of reviews when I was scrolling through, but I didn't even I decided not to even include them because it didn't make sense to me. Because the reviews talked about how they didn't have any chemistry at all and how the relationship seemed fabricated and I feel like I'd personally maybe I bought into it a lot but personally I would feel hard-pressed finding better chemistry in a drama I believe these actors it. had it yeah I believed it I felt it yeah, I, I felt it wanted it to be real <laughs> I loved it yeah yeah I agree to disagree I think with those the, with those commenters who said there was no chemistry because that was the the heart of this drama, I think. Yeah, it was the driving force was how enjoyable it was to watch the leads be together. Oh, I love it. Uh, the next one's also kind of low-ish. It's six and a half out of ten by Sib. This is a light romantic comedy. It was a pleasant, easy watch. It's not a bad drama, but it's not particularly good. There are better ones with this style but I still enjoyed it. The fast-forward button will be your best friend now. It was a bit weird because it seemed like each couple was out of different genres of dramas. I needed fluff right now, so I still liked it. I watched it without much thought while it was in the background. If you want something light and fluffy you can watch without much thought, you will enjoy it. There are still better ones out there. I feel like that's a decent review. I don't necessarily agree with how low the stars are because I thought it was better than 6.5 and I have my reasons, but I saw a lot of their points that cast it in a more negative light. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I want them to name what dramas they think are better of this light romantic comedy genre. Mostly because I want to look them up and watch them. But also because I thought this one was really, really well done for for what they were selling I think a lot of people were disappointed in this drama because they didn't expect it to be such a light romantic comedy they yeah. thought it would be something else so they were disappointed with how easy it was so it's interesting that this one's like it's not the best of the light romantic comedies like ah, oh, it can't be the best anything can it none right. of you can be happy I think it was it was record breaking for how light it was yeah, I've, I have not encountered a lighter drama that we've reviewed, at the very least. And we watched Oh My Venus that had Henry Lau in it, and he was... He's the feel-good person. <laughs> he's the one. He's the chosen one to make everyone feel good. So this, I think, maybe even outdid it. I do think it's the top light-hearted, fluffy K-drama um, that I've ever seen, personally. Right. So that's... Yeah, that's how I feel. I also don't think I would ever fast forward through... I don't know, I'm trying to think if there were any scenes... Because there were a couple of scenes that did feel like they went on forever, but usually it wasn't the fluffy scenes for me, it was the scenes I knew wouldn't really come to a head. Like, the... <laughs> 
uh, any of the court cases. I just got <laughs> to a point where I knew that they weren't actually going to, they were just going to tell us what happened and they weren't going to show us. And so right. halfway through a court case, they'd be discussing something with someone about the case. And I kind of got to a point where I didn't care because I didn't feel like it was going to be satisfying anyway. So I just checked out. I definitely feel like the court cases, we expected them to be drama in and of themselves, but they acted more as catalysts for uh, moral questions for the characters themselves. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to do it, but didn't add interest to the court cases themselves. Yeah, the cases definitely informed the relationships somewhat, but I don't know. I I love legal dramas. (laughs) I wanted the legal stuff. Give me that good, good legal shit. (laughs) It's not what this is about. This is about character development. If these guys are going to have any, it's going to be because they're doing court cases. I don't know. Yeah, that's a low review for what seems to be not a scathing review. Or low low rating for not a scathing review. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like they gave it a low, a low star rating without knowing why. Yeah. But I liked some of the stuff they had to say. Yeah, alright. Hit me with your good one. Okay, this is our 10 star review. This person liked this K-drama 10 stars. They were on Vicky, and it's MJ Perlota, 212, and it says this show deserves all 10 stars and more. Very light, funny, and feel-good drama. I've rewatched previous episodes multiple times, waiting for new episodes. That's how much I love it. Every episode has a memorable scene that makes you go back and watch it over and over. Strong chemistry between the leads. Maybe it helps that they've worked together before. You and Oz acting here is excellent. She acts well without overdoing and delivers perfectly. And for Lee Dong-wook, how should I describe it? It's acting without really acting. Everything he does comes out naturally. Looking forward to upcoming episodes and hopefully all loose ends will have closure. Like, I want to know what happened five years ago, which the CEO used to make Lawyer Kwan take in Oh yoon Seo. I have high hopes for a sweet, happy ending. Well, MJ Perlotta, just you... Just you wait. wait. You'll get it all. You'll get it all. (laughs) I like it. I like it too. It was, I agreed with a lot of stuff. I still want to know exactly what happened five years ago, which the CEO used to make Lawyer Quantic and Oyun. So, like, they did say it. It just, it's one of those things that was such a non-moment that I kind of immediately forgot what it was. It's all that this drama did. Like, looking back on it in this bonus episode, every... Everything that they did was just the focus was how it affected the characters now. So they even had an, a scene explaining how Lawyer Kwan stood up to the man five years ago and lost his job. But it was so that they could have a touching scene between him and the CEO. It wasn't really about the five years ago thing. It was about their their night out and making which up, was so nice. which is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. To only focus on what is happening now. Like, it never talked about how, or exactly and precisely, why Lawyer Kwan doesn't super get along with his dad. Just talked about that he didn't, but this is them now. The past doesn't, it informs the present, but doesn't really matter. Wow. Wow, this this drama is so much deeper than I thought. If we just keep talking, we will make this into a fucking Nobel Peace Prize winning K-drama. 
the longer we go, the more deep it gets. It's gonna solve the world hunger. It's gonna solve all the world's problems. Droughts. Droughts Superstorms. You name it. Change. Population decline. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I like that they said there's a lot of rewatchability because I think this is the first drama where I've watched the episodes, each episode twice. Usually when we have our podcast, I just take notes the first time I watch the episode. And this one, I always wanted to watch it so bad that I'd just watch it and not take notes because I'm irresponsible. <laughs> and then I'd go back and watch it again and take notes because I loved it so much. Just the entertainment holds up. That said, this is the first K-drama I never rewatched any of the episodes. I always just took notes on memory. Wow. But I remembered a lot of what happened. Now I can't for some reason. I can't remember anything that happened. But at the time, I held on to it. I held it close to my heart. It touched my heart. It's only been, what, two weeks since we watched it? It did touch our hearts. It touched our hearts. Just not the memory part of our brains. <laughs> I did, I liked what that person, uh, MJ Perlada, had to say about Lee Dong Wook and how his acting didn't, it, it felt so authentic. It, it feels second nature to him to be this character. It felt good. Why do I say that like I know? <laughs> I know, this is only the second K-drama we've seen him in, but it just, and honestly, I, I even feel the same way about his role as the Grim Reaper in Goblin. It just, he settles into roles really well, and it feels really natural when he reacts certain ways. Nothing feels, even the comedy moments don't feel overdone. They just feel lightly comedic. He's got a, a nice light touch with his acting that feels good and natural, and it doesn't feel, it, it doesn't ever feel heavy-handed or forced. Yeah. Good job, Lee Dong-wook. Love it. Good job, Lee Dong-wook. We're big, big fans. Big fans. If you ever want to come by the studio, <laughs> we will buy a studio for you <laughs> to come by. I would do that. We've had a lot of fun making jokes right now, but if any K-drama actor said, I'll do an interview with you, I would take out a loan and get a studio. <laughs> <laughs> Smart financial decisions going on over here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip another review that I did to save time because the only super interesting thing that I thought they said. They really, really liked it. It's nine and a half out of ten stars. And the only thing I kind of disagree with was that uh, Lawyer Chan were their favorite side characters. <laughs> like, well, you're wrong. You're wrong. There were a lot of good side characters. All of them were very good, and you picked not the best. <laughs> not the worst, but not Who's the best. Who's your favorite side character, Em? Secretary Yang. Same, perhaps. Give me a second. You know what? I'm gonna go a little controversial here and say I really liked Kim Se Wong. Oh, that is controversial. He's so hard to like. Mm. With his beautiful smile and tall stature and <laughs> his perfect clothes. He's so unlikable. <laughs> He's so unlikable. He's a good wingman to both men and women alike. He's a perfect partner to Yu Yun. So. What can I say? I just. I, I don't walk know what edge. you like about him. I just, <laughs> I just feel like I, uh, I have to go against the grain. <laughs> Apparently, some people don't like him. Yeah, that's why. That's maybe the only thing that feels a little controversial. That and after everything we said about how, yeah, we kind of get how they didn't feel like the best couple in the whole world or the most useful side characters. 
but that's we're not critics i guess as much as we would love to be we're not here to decide who belongs in the drama and who doesn't we just like who we're just glad they were here (laughs) we're just so grateful for what we've been given we're just we're just (laughs) here to talk about what we enjoy if you could give us some best friends as side characters we're always down Thank you. Love me a good best friend. And he was a really good one. He dropped some good relationship knowledge on them. For someone who was having relationship drama for 70% of this K-drama, he knew how to navigate a relationship. He knew how to give some good advice. I love it. He's so useful. Alright, last review is from Nami, who gave it 9.5 out of 10 stars, and she really broke it down for us. She said, the story. Overall, this is a good drama. I love the story and the characters. If you want some lighthearted, fluffy drama, this is it. But don't expect too much, though, if you wanted something with a deeper plot. But that's what I like about this drama. All right. (laughs) All exclusion points. Next, acting, cast. Oh, gosh, the only reason I even watched it while it was ongoing, I have a rule to watch dramas when they're already finished, is because of Lee Dong-wook and Yui-na. I loved their role in Goblin, and I was so excited to see them pairing up, and it did not disappoint. I even loved the other couple, too. They were very funny. Oh, we know who the other couple is if they were the funny ones. (laughs) Music. I so love this song, especially by Wendy, What If Love. It's on my Spotify, and that's the first thing I play when I drive. Ha 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 ha. Rewatch value. Well, I would definitely rewatch this drama if I'm craving something romantic and funny. It is lighthearted and not heavy at all. Overall, 9.5 out of 10. It was a good watch. <laughs> Every sentence in this review has an exclamation point. <laughs> Even the ha 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 ha. I love Nami. Love She's it. so pure. She, they, I don't know. They're so pure. I think the picture was a girl. Okay. But we'll never know. You can be on our podcast if you want, Nami. You seem adorable. Read your review if you wanted to pop in a little audio clip on our next K drama. Just let us know what you think. Uh, you are your enthusiasm is contagious. I love it. Just as contagious as my diseases right now. <laughs> so sorry if you sounded sickly and sad. <laughs> um, Nami is super cute. I just know that with my heart. I love, I love it. it. I also love that she talked about music and that. Yeah, because I literally wake up to the soundtrack every Same, day. Though it's. I said it as my alarm. I, uh, I listen to it when I get ready for work. It just gets me pumped. Oh. It's, it feels good. I get excited. It feels good. I love it. I feel like Oh Yun So. I'm living my best life when I wake up to this soundtrack. Yes. Feel more beautiful. I feel like I have flawless, glowing K drama skin. <laughs> Which is to say, I think I also still listen to the Oh My Venus soundtrack for the same reason. Yep, yep. And then when I want to cry, I listen to the Goblin soundtrack. <laughs> it's on my beautiful music playlist when I just want to feel things. Very beautiful. It's on my playlist entitled Indulgently Sad Songs. Oh! When I want to indulge in some sadness. Wow. Get dark with those feelings. I like it. <laughs> That's a level of emotional maturity I have not reached yet. <laughs> I don't know if it's emotional maturity or just indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> or just indulging in sadness. <laughs> this is uh, actually, I'm going to 
just erase the name here and put that this is my review. <laughs> this is what I thought. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, that's what we'll give it. So do you think you'd give it 9.5 stars? Yes. Are we allowed to do halves? I feel like yeah. I might have in the past, but I don't I recall. I think I have in the past, too. I think we've got to do halves. It's too hard to commit to whole numbers. <laughs> it's a, it's really a 20-point scale, <laughs> but we'll pretend it's a 10-point scale by doing halves. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's what I give this. Okay, um, I give it just one long pause. Um... Man, I, I went into that sentence not really knowing where I was going. I'm trying to no, decide. No, you didn't know what you were going to read. Yeah, that. I should have thought of... I, if I was a professional, I definitely would have thought about this before I came to the K-Drama podcast recording today. But, as is, I'm going to rate it on the fly. I'm just trying to do some quick numbers in my head about, like, how <laughs> I felt about things. Um, add up the stars, subtract a couple, maybe, like, a... I'd give it an 8.5. We can give it the play on K rating of 9 that way, and then we can stick with whole numbers. Yay! It's a 9! It's a 9 out of 10! Pika pika pika! the sound of sparkles. <laughs> and Pokemon. And They're Pokemon. They're celebrating too. Yay! Everyone's celebrating our good, good review. And, uh, spinoff episode, uh, everyone gets to fall in love, including Secretary Yang. Ugh, just give Office Manager Lee someone who he can love. That's all I need. That's what we want. It doesn't have to be Secretary Yang. I would love for her to have love, but also it sounds like it's not something she needs in her life right now. But... I want you to make it up to me, writers. I want you to make me feel okay about, uh... I want you to fix this. Ugh. Good job. All right. All right, let's finish this. Um, if you want to send us your opinions on this drama, the best place would probably be to email us, because you can make it as long as you want, and we will read the whole thing in our heads. (laughs) Or you can always send us emails as the podcast is going so that we can include you on our next bonus episode. And that is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we also have our website where you can sign up for newsletters. It's a good place to sign up for newsletters as well because we let you know when we're going to start a new K-drama. So we're going to send one out pretty soon here. Uh, And we also, you can find our episodes there and comment on them there. It's playonk.com. We are on Twitter. We are at PlayOnK. And you can tweet at us something short and sweet of whether you like the drama, whether you like our podcast, or anything on your mind. We also have a, an iTunes. We have an iTunes, and it is PlayOnK. You can find our episodes there, obviously, and you can also rate, review, and subscribe. Yay! Thank you, as always, to James Hevel for doing our theme song. Yes, thanks, James. We love it, and we love you. Um, I'm going to go put on a mask and go teach a bunch of children. Yay! Make everyone in town sick. Yep, spread it around. Spread that love. Spread the joy. Spread that joy like exclamation points and sparkles. (laughs) Live your life like Nami today. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.